Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Riley Kilbride. Three years of career experience, a backstep firefighter for Lexington County Fire Services in South Carolina who rides Engine 330, owner of Carolina CrossFit and an overall good human. Riley doesn't care what rank you are and how long you've been in the service as he treats everyone he meets as equal. He has the drive and dedication to strive to be the best version of himself day in and day out with a contagious smile. With that, I present Mr. Riley Kilbride. Uh, My name is Riley Kilbride. And how I got into the fire service is definitely a different story. Uh, I didn't grow up with a generational firefighting background. No one in my family was a firefighter. It was not really an uh, occupation I thought was going to be mine. It it came to me in a time that I really needed it. Uh, But I grew up here in Columbia, South Carolina. I ended up going to the University of South Carolina and graduating with a public health degree. Uh, during that time that I was in college, I uh, was coaching at a CrossFit gym, and I was coaching full-time, probably 20 hours a week, and go- going to school full-time, and eventually ended up managing the CrossFit gym that I now own, which is pretty cool. But I got into health and wellness and fitness and you know helping people, serving people in that manner through that uh, avenue, uh, but that eventually led me to get a job out in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Phoenix is one of the best country our cities in the country. It's beautiful. Nine months out of the year, it's it's perfect. So I made my way out to Phoenix and I was doing that same job. I was coaching, I was managing, I was you know working with different types of athletes, kids, grandmas, everyday people. Like that I love that job. Like coaching is my true passion. And I was lucky to find out at an early age. But something just kept happening. Like through this gym, there was a lot of firefighters that would come. And they would ask me, they're like, hey, man, you ever think about doing this? And I, you know, man, this sounds fun. Uh, and they and it just kept coming up like three or four guys. I mean, you got some pretty big fire departments in Phoenix. You got Phoenix Fire, right. Glendale, uh, Scottsdale and all those guys. A lot of those different guys are coming to the gym and they're like, you know, you you could do this if you really wanted to do it. You could do it. And and this is right. Kind of happening right where when the pandemic hit. So the the climate, the gym changed quickly because everything was getting shut down. Everyone was kind of reevaluating life and things like that. So I really had to go to the drawing board and think like, hey, what's this look like? No one really knew what was coming next. So I started to like, you know, prioritize and execute. And I decided like, let's do this. Like, let's make this a thing. Um, so I went to uh, in, in Arizona. The process is a lot different than uh, than here in South Carolina. You have to have your EMT before you can even apply and then it do a process like a fire one, fire two through like a technical school. And then and then kind of you can apply to these different places. Um, I don't think the one in the one and two wasn't really necessary to get hired, but it helped your chances. Mm-hmm. So you got you got your fire one, fire two, and then you can start to apply to these different uh, processes and departments. Um, but if th- during this time, Phoenix was like it was hard to get a job. Like it was I was competing with elite level athletes to get a spot on, you know, like an upcoming recruit class. I look to my left. There's a guy that has a Super Bowl ring. And I look to my right. 
there's a shortstop that played for the Yankees in minor leagues. So like the echelon of athlete out there on the West coast was through the roof. Like I'm a normal, pretty normal guy. Um, I just, I show up and I work hard. Those are my like best attributes, but I'm not, I'm not a Super Bowl champion or uh, MLB player, but um, it was competitive. It was a full-time job to try to get a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm balancing coaching, I'm balancing like my life, paying bills and also trying to dedicate times to, you know, get a job with these departments. Cause like you show up, do these workouts, kind of rub, rub elbows with them, kind of get to know them. And then the interview process would kind of start from there. Um, but I probably finished that EMT fire one fire two and tried to get a job for a year. Like it's, it was a process. It's a full process. You, you interview, you show up for a physical day, like, and then, uh, or another chief's interview, like the process is way different, but I finally got to a point where I accepted a job or accepted an offer, but the, the recruit school didn't start until the next year of January. And it's, this was June. So I'm like, I got some time, but I, I kind of, I have a job. So started looking around and the departments back home where I'm from in Columbia, South Carolina, where we're hiring. And they also had a recruit school starting before then. So I applied to some departments here and they literally called me back the next day and were like, when can you be in town? So I was like, okay, so this might be a door opening for me. And, and so I, Ended up going back home and touching some base and, and doing some uh, some interviews with the department, uh, a couple departments. And then Lexington County just told me, hey, we're starting. The first one to start is right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, open the door. I'm going to walk through it. So I packed everything in my uh, Ford Fiesta and I moved <laughs> my my butt back home to uh, to Columbia, South Carolina, man. And it, and it really has been a blessing. Okay. It's been a full circle trip to come back home as an adult. Um, I'm now married. I have a beautiful wife. I've been married for almost a year and a half now. Since we've been back, we've bought the CrossFit gym that we once met at. Um, I have the best job of being a firefighter. It, like opportunities, the, sometimes the best things that don't happen are the best things that happen. Right. Because my would have been completely different if I would have gotten a job in Arizona, if I would have got like a, a job that I really wanted like in, in the moment, sometimes that really stinks. Like opportunities don't go your way. And you're like, man, I don't know if I can come back from this. Like this is, there was a department I really wanted to work for in Phoenix. And I got to the very last interview with the chiefs and the big dogs. And it was the last, last step to get the job. And, and I didn't get it. And I was hurt, man. I was invested. I was, I knew guys there. Uh-huh. I really wanted it. And it didn't happen. And I was, I was devastated for a little bit, but now looking back, Sometimes the things that don't happen for you are the best things that happen. And and it's just been it's been a blessing, man. Okay. I mean, you know, the, the the saying goes, everything happens for a reason. We might not understand it at the time, but it comes back full circle in a way. And I'm sure with you being denied getting employed back on mm-hmm. or back in Arizona, I mean, it goes to show. The best thing that ever happened. I will. I will say that with a hundred percent confidence. Um, and and there was a lot of other struggles. And, and my life's not all puppies and rainbows now. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I just sometimes you look back and say, "Thank goodness that didn't happen for me." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All uh, right. Um, yeah. But so we went. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just said uh, we. I finally got the job in Lexington. Went through uh, recruit school, and and it's is like I said, it was just 
the, it's the best job ever. I, every day I go to work, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm smiling. Like it is being a firefighter is the best job. I, I can't tell people normal people don't understand how awesome yeah. our job. Is. Right. Right. Okay. And when okay. you go level of gratitude and excitement for the job, it's contagious really. No, no, it is. And I mean, I can tell like your, 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 your facial expressions, the way you talk <laughs> about it. I mean, you can tell you have, you have, you definitely have a, a love for the job and it's so good that you have it this early this early mm. on in your career, you know, that hopefully that'll, that'll, that'll keep you going. But one question I had was how did the move to Arizona work? Mm. Like, like how did that happen out of all places? So I've been, I was doing this job. Like I was coaching at a CrossFit gym through, through college, graduated college and was managing the place. And, and I was saying like, I'm from here. I grew up here. So it's like, this was an opportunity for me to get out of Columbia, like me to try something new. Okay. To myself out of my comfort zone to head out to Phoenix. I had a friend that connected me with a similar gym out there. And I literally packed my Ford Fiesta up, drove across the country with no, like just everything I owned in my car and figured it out. Like getting out of the, your comfort zone, like great things happen there. Like I could have stayed here and my family's here and like, I love this gym, but the amount of growth I was able to do out of my comfort zone, like just with people skills and like becoming a better man, a better friend. When sometimes when you, you separate yourself from where you're, you're comfortable, that's where great things happen. I like it. I mean, so many people are afraid to to try that, you know, and it's always, it's always been said, get out of your comfort zone, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So, mm. um, and I applaud you for doing that because that's, uh, I mean, yeah, that is a big move leading from one state all the way to another. And you're like, I'll just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I figured that yeah, it does. It will. And, and the doors will open and the doors will close. And But if you just stay, stay disciplined and stay focused and keep pushing forward, the, the good things that you want are going to happen. Okay. All right. Um, so you get hired at Lexington, you, mm. you're back home. What's that? What's that? when that department extended the invitation to hire you, like, what was that feeling like for you? Well, like, it felt like a, like a homecoming, you know, it felt like, man, like I'm finally in the space where I can, I can go home and I feel like I'm ready for this opportunity. Um, you grow like I growing up there. Like I wasn't, I don't want to say I was a bad kid, but I didn't make great decisions. Like we're young, we're dumb. Mm -hmm. we, we make silly decisions, but now like, I felt when I'm coming back now, I get to serve my community. I get to be a part of the places and protect the places that I grew up going to. Like a lot of the calls will go on now and I'll drive by and like, man, I used to, I used to play basketball there, or that's where I went to elementary school. Or you'd be able to be able to work in the environment that you grew up in. Like there's a certain special kind of feeling about that pride and kind of proud to be where you're from. So now I'm actually impacting the place that, you know, helped raise me. Right. Right. No, I mean, that's always it's it's um you don't hear very many stories of that. Like a lot of you have some firemen out there that work where they were raised and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a good number of us don't have that privilege. So I'm sure that that sense of homecoming for you hits home a little bit more differently because <laughs> it's actually the place that you grew up in. Oh, yeah. OK, OK. Um, so one big thing I know you, you, you we're going to talk about is physical fitness and with you being three years in and a lot older than most recruits that come into 
this profession. Ouch, that, hurts, that hurts a little bit. Careful. Well, no, no. I mean, it, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because, um, I mean, yeah, you were you were a late bloomer. You started off mm -hmm. a little late in the game, but that doesn't that that necessarily doesn't translate into a bad thing because you have the life experiences that a young 20, 21 year year old recruit wouldn't have. So, I just want you to explain to the listeners why. Why do why do you believe physical fitness is such an important role in this job? Oh yeah, I think of a of a job that has so many different variables that we can't prepare for. If you think of a fire scene, think of all the variables that we're dealing with. Your physical fitness and how you show up on a day to day basis is is totally within your control. Uh, I always like to control the controllables, and how I show up physically on someone's worst day of their life is completely up to me. Um, I have, I'm extremely biased. I will say uh, that, honestly, doing coaching and like competing in the sport of CrossFit has prepared me for this job. I know there's a lot of CrossFit haters out there, and I've, I've heard some salt be uh, kind <laughs> of uh, thrown into the wounds of CrossFit. But if you look at the definition of CrossFit, it's constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. Mm -hmm. I don't know you've ever been to a – you've been to plenty of fire scenes – we're constantly changing what we're doing. You never know what job is going to be. Uh, these are functional movements that we're doing. We're picking things up. We're running across. We're pulling the line. We're throwing the ladder. We're forcing the door. Those are functional movements. And at high intensity, I'm always high intensity in a, in a state of mind, but it's a high intensity job. We're working. We're resting. We're working hard. We're resting. Like it's almost interval type based work on a fire scene. Right. So that methodology, that, that thought of training is I think is parallel to the job. You can't you can't argue that. Like you can say like you don't like doing burpees or you think it's silly or what are they doing those crazy pull ups. But at the end of the end of the day, the definition of CrossFit is the definition of firefighting. Like we never know what's coming next. We have to prepare for anything, and it's going to be high intensity work. So preparing myself to since I started doing CrossFit, when I was nineteen. Now I'm thirty two. So just being just being able to be ready for the unknown and the unknowable and taking care of my body, not only physically, but like nutritionally, like I'm a health and wellness nerd. I, I said earlier, I'm not from like a third or fourth generation firefighter. I'm, I'm not the normal guy that does this job. Like I love health and wellness. Like I, I, the way I eat is different. The way I operate is different just because like I've, my background is health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And I found, I found this new sport. I found this new objective that, I can apply my fitness to, I can apply my health and wellness to, because let's be honest, the fire service needs help in that department. Absolutely. Like we, we need this different, and I feel like we're making momentum, but there's a different type of guy that's being a, becoming a firefighter now. It's kind of shifting. We're at least maybe I just surround myself with the environment or those types of guys, but we're, we're, we're molding, we're shaping like the, the firefighting, it's changing. We're into this like training and bettering ourselves and diet and how can we be most optimal? So to, to be super wordy, just being prepared physically prepared me for that later recruit school. Like I was ready and I was down and I was ready to do the work. Okay. I like the answer. I do. I, I like the answer a lot. Um, With you coming in fairly new, uh, the crew that, that, that you're assigned with, um, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Um, so obviously you come into the game with a huge background in physical fitness, nutrition, wellness, all that good stuff. 
was it shocking to kind of see some firefighters physical you know shape to you because because mm -hmm. here he, he, here's the thing not all firemen are in what i would call like the greatest shape we can always be better we can always do better but for you coming in was it eye-opening to see like so, so some individuals you're like like wow this person's on the truck like seriously yeah and i know like my heart is in like servant leadership helping people so when when i when i obviously there is a big shock factor sometimes you're like okay this person is probably not where they want to be physically and and i honestly want to show them and help them and kind of guide them but when we, when you're new into an organization or any type of thing there's like levels of leadership so like when you get into a new place like i'm not i'm not necessarily i don't have the time or i don't have the like the mm -hmm. round people that i'm a big head figure for leadership but what i can do especially as a new firefighter is i can lead myself like self-leadership like self-discipline how i operate how i prepare myself how i work out how i train and that's contagious like people are around you enough and you're you're always throwing ladders you're always pulling lines you're always doing mass drills you're always working out people are eventually going to come up to you and be like dude, what, what is up? Like, what are you doing? Like, they're going to ask questions. Why are you eating that? Why are you already sweaty coming into shift that you worked out beforehand? Like we're here together as a crew. Like they're going to start asking questions like that. And that's when I think it's the best time to maybe cross that bridge with someone is that if I go to someone that's not where they want to be and I almost come from an attacking standpoint or like, you're not good enough, you're, you're garbage, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that's never way to negotiate that that bridge that you want to build with people because attacking them is never going to be the way to, you know, change that pattern. So building rapport, building relationships with people is something that I like really love to do. And, and then seeing me like more is caught than taught. Like you, you see these things and you're, you're going to start asking questions like this and that and the other. And that's really what's brought me and my crew together is, is like, they see me, they know how I operate. They know how I show up. And in that self-leadership, it starts, it starts with you. Like you don't, as a new guy, you don't need, you don't need someone to hold your hand all the time to, to train. Uh, you can work out by yourself. It requires mm -hmm. no help to work out in the bay by yourself. I mean, you don't need to, you, oh, you're the only person making you do mass drills by yourself or gear drills or throw the ladder. Uh, shout out to my boy Marcos for the ladder challenge. I threw a ladder <laughs> 220 times in, in July. And and that was just me. It was me out there. Like I have this determination and this drive to be great at this job. And that requires being good at the basics. Like you're never good enough to not throw a ladder. You're never not good enough to do a mask drill. Put your mask like put your mask on with your gloves. Like all of those little simple things, man. Like the basics, the basics, there's, there's so much beauty in the basics and that requires not a lot of, like you can do it by yourself. Like it doesn't require a lot of like your captain being around or your whole crew doing it. Like just, just battle the basics. Like there's so, it's so beautiful though. I love just the fundamentals. I was a, a basketball player growing up and, and the fundamentals were just always like, you can never get enough of like a right-handed layup or a, a jump shot from the elbow. Like those things were so fundamentally sound that I take that same approach to firefighting. It's like, I love just being great at the, at the small things.
Well, I mean, the basics is, 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 is paramount. Like I said, it's bread and butter, you know, like I said, throwing ladders, stretching lines, mask of drills. That's all basic bread and butter tasks that we should all be, be good at. Um, question for you uh with, with with your background like now do you find yourself that or do you find that your crew is dialed in with you regarding workouts like i mean because you know so some people might 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 see you as in intimidating and so they might not want to actually participate because they don't either they either don't want to look bad or don't want you to judge them so do you find that now that you and your crew have a good rapport of working out together Well, we've got out there a little bit a couple of times, but yeah, I, it's the workouts that I do are, are sometimes intimidating. And, and I understand that, like, but you're going to have to be able to walk alone sometimes, you know, like, and that's fine. Um, for me, like working out is more like mental exercise than anything as well. So it sets me up to, uh, to be better as a, as a, as a firefighter, as a partner, as someone that like that mental grind is, is, is important, but yeah, sometimes people are going to be, uh, they're not going to feel comfortable doing it and we can change it and scale it around. And you don't have to wear the gear. You don't have to do the weight. You don't have to do this, but anytime I can get my crew out there all together and work out, it's, it's a beautiful day. Like my heart is so full in those minutes, but, but there's more guys that are, that are jumping on board that like they'll see the stuff that I post and they're like, Oh man, I'm going to save this for a shift or man, like we can do this together sometimes. So like promoting that and like putting that out there gets guys interested. Like there are guys out there that want to get after it. Like I know it in my heart. And, uh, and something that we've been able to do uh, through my gym has been hosting these uh, firefighter community workouts. And, and I've just been like, you know, lighting the bell, ringing the bell to any guys in the area of my, of Columbia that are interested in, in fitness and, you know, job focused movements. Uh, I've been able to throw two workouts here at my gym for our firefighter community. And it's been awesome. Um, and it's, and it's scalable. Like anyone can come and anyone can show up and I'm doing a, a plug right here for the next one, but it's a, it's a workout, but not only is it a, is it a point where we can connect as firefighters in the area. Uh, I've got, Irmo Fire Department, Columbia Fire Department, West Columbia Fire Department, Lexington County Fire Department, uh, even has some buddies from Greenwood come out. So it's just it's a, a time and a place for us to work out, get better, you know, grind and sweat and do all the things that are, are important to the job. It also gives us a, uh, a chance to connect and like that brotherhood and you build those bonds and you make friends like that. That for me is both of my worlds are colliding right there. So right. it's been great to have that like there are guys that want to do that and it's, it, it's honestly the, the the best thing ever i like i like how you uh yeah no, that's cool i mean you, you have the facility so why mm -hmm. not use it to the advantage of the fire service so how many times a year do you hold this so we try to throw one uh, once a quarter so we've had okay. two my wife and i just took ownership in august of our gym so being a business owner for five months is wild and crazy trip, brother. But, uh, but like I said, having those two worlds being able to collide is just, I feel like I'm being most optimal in my soul and spirit when both those things come together. And it's just awesome. So you have it once a quarter and you invite any, any, any firefighter that wants to come. I'm assuming this, the session is about an hour. Oh yeah. Well, we'll and probably, We'll do, we'll get a good warm up in. We'll do a couple of strength building exercises without the, without gear. 
and then we'll throw on the gear and we'll do some work. You can still choose to not wear the gear. It's totally and open to volunteer or or fire or or career. Okay. So I'm just literally trying to spread the the good word, you know, like just, no, that's just awesome. be a be an opportunity for people to not only work out but also connect. No, no, I like it. I mean, that's a it's a great idea. I mean, because you know, we, we uh, I'm sure there's some guys who want to get better, but just don't. You know, there are people out there who just don't know the right steps that they need to take to to head in that right direction. So, no, that's that's cool. Once a quarter, um, hell, I mean, while you're talking about it, dude, like, give out your the the number, the address where somebody that's in the area that doesn't know can can contact you. Yeah, uh, so my gym is uh, Carolina CrossFit. We've been open since 2007. Uh, one of the oldest CrossFit gyms in South Carolina, so that's really cool. Uh, but we're at 1825 Laurel Street. We're actually right across the street from uh, Columbia Fire Department's headquarters. So sometimes you'll hear the uh, the the dispatch coming through. They're they're going out on a on a structure fire, and the and the queue gets to going. And dude, it's nothing better than in the middle of a workout hearing the hearing the engine start up and and yeah, it's really weird that it's that close to a fire station, but, but um, yeah, this this job calls us to do work. It calls us to be able to be ready for things that are unpredictable. It calls us to be able to, to be strong, and not only in physical, but in also in mind. Mm -hmm. It this is it. Like this is the way. I I understand that. Like this gets a bad rap, but it's gonna gonna prepare you for this job absolutely no i mean there's no there's no better way to prepare for this job than to be physically fit for i mean that's one of the key components to being able to do this job because of course you know and others that 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 uh train themselves to the best of their ability you know gears the almighty equalizer like oh, yeah. it's easy to work out in a in, a, in an air-conditioned environment you know, you're sweaty, you, you're wearing your, your gear type, uh, 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 hell am I trying to, a uh, wardrobe, but man, once you put on that gear mm. and you get that heat build up and you're not in an air conditioned environment, it, your, your, your level of fitness will show because your body is oh, yeah. going to be like, what's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a culture shock to it. Well, for me, it's like you ever show up to a football game and not see the people wearing pads or a football practice like that's our game. Mm -hmm. Like our time is full, full gear, full SCBA, mask, everything. It's like a football team practicing without pads. You would never see that. Like, that makes no sense to me. Absolutely. Why would we not practice the way we're going to play? Like I learned that as a kid, practice how you're going to play. And if we're not playing like we're going to like if we're not practicing how we're going to play them what are we actually doing like you need to know that you need to know your limits within the gear you need to know when hey i need to back it down i need to you know take some breathing like i need to breathe i need to relax to cut it back so you you got to practice how you play and in the gear is how we play so i then you can't argue with that no no i mean like i said if if not once you do it, it it'll humble you a lot definitely and mm -hmm. especially when it when it comes summertime, when that humidity's out, when that when that sun is beating down on the blacktop pavement, that's when you know, okay, like I need to work on these skills more, or you could be in a state where it's like I'm used to this, I'm comfortable in it, you know, yep. I'm ready for whatever what you know, whatever call gets dispatched. 
So yeah. um, no, I, I I really like how how you do that for for others. Um, uh, next topic I have for you: recruitment mm -hmm. and retention. Nice. Um, with the way the world's going now and how fire department applications are somewhat down within the country. What's one thing that you can see? What's one thing that fire departments can do to attract and or keep its members? I think the fire service is, is, is evolving and we need to evolve with the times. Like obviously we know that the kids are on social media, like kids are on Instagram. They're on, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting pretty old. I can't keep up with the game anymore, <laughs> but they're, they're on social media. They need to know what, what's going on. If you want to recruit a certain type of demographic, you have to appeal that to that demographic. So we don't have it personally, but I see great fire departments out there that have a great social media presence that, that show their, the people that are interested in, in their department. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what our recruit school looks like. This is what it looks like for the, the recruits to do this or do that. Like they do a, such a good job of showing how cool the job is that I just think that most, most departments could do better. Like maybe that's a P PLO or a P like someone that represents the fire department on social media. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you want, if you want that demographic, you got to go get them. And they're not, they're not reading the paper. They're not reading. They're not going. That's not how people find jobs anymore. It's on the internet. We live in the age of technology. So maybe the recruitment strategy needs to change and evolve with the times. Um, I've been lucky enough to get involved with our recruit school. So of course mm -hmm. I, I miss bell and I come running. Uh, I've been able to be a part of the last three classes that I've been through uh, Lexington County. And for me inside, like internally, what we could do is we, we, this whole, you know, intimidate the recruits and make them feel like garbage and, and destroy them and, like this, like talking down stuff, like that's so, that's so faded. Like that is such of the old age. I always start every recruit school with, and I'm, I'm a firefighter, I'm a backed up. So, I mean, I walk up to them, all of the group address them. I said, Hey, I'm not here to intimidate. I'm not here to make you feel bad because one day you might be pulling me out of a fire. And my job is to prepare you as much as I can for that moment, for that day is that when you got to pull me out, I know that you can do that job. And when I'm here on this recruit school, we're going to work hard. We're going to have fun. But mostly we're going to work hard because that's the culture we want to instill in these young kids is that there's no rank or there is rank and they need to understand that as well. But we're here to facilitate growth. We're here to facilitate learning and physical fitness. Like there's no there's no intimidation factor anymore. We're here together. You're our brother now. Like I'm taking care of you like you're my family now. because You might have to save me and I might have to save you we're in this we're now family like right. you have to be able to take care of me right. like that's the kind of trust i want to have with my brothers is that if, if stuff hits the fan you got me and i got you and that's that's a non-negotiable like i need that trust level with my guys and and i think when you establish that kind of relationship at an early kind of time with these boys like it's it is a brotherhood it is something that they you're your brother's keeper like you hear that a lot like they need to know that we're in this together. Like I got you and you got me. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's perfectly well said uh, because, you know, there's some people contrary to what I'm going to say, believe that once an individual 
passes their recruit class and they become probationary status that they still that they still have to treat them a certain way you know like they have to be intimidating and i disagree because if the if the individual goes through our process takes the same test that we have to makes it through their recruit class and and they become they graduate to become a probationary member on the truck they have earned that spot so uh -huh. from then on from 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 there on out it is whatever crew that they're assigned to it is their responsibility to to progress them moving forward to go okay I'm, you learned all this stuff out from from the books but this is how we're gonna this is how it's going to be out in the real world some street knowledge yeah. and the fact that we still have individuals and i'm not saying they don't need to earn their keep they they should absolutely they should have their role all gotta earn our keep it's a right. it's a earning like we're all still getting better we're all still learning like but you're you're ours now like you're right. our, you're with the like the, the rent is due every day. Like the like we gotta keep pushing forward every shift, every right. day, every we're not done. You don't master this job. You don't become a master. You you don't be like one day be like, I figured everything out there is to know about firefighting. It's a constant knowledge intake. It's a constant physical fitness intake. Cause you never like you just never know. And that's the beautiful the beautiful thing about it. No, no, I agree. I agree. And what I was leading to is when like it's not okay to when you have a, a new person and you know all of a sudden it becomes well until until we 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 give you this rite of passage I can I can talk to you like shit I can treat you like shit like no there that that doesn't and I know what happens I know what happens in some departments and it's and it's because it's the only thing they're used to it's because it's always been this way but we need to bring them in yes they're they're still a rookie member but we need to and like like i said they have to earn their keep but we we have to teach them the way like if if the person gets assigned to a go-getter station then you need to make sure you're grooming them and training them to be a go another go-getter member like they they don't need to be able to pass your scrubbing of the toilet test to to become one of the guys you know what i'm saying well, we can we can set that standard on day one through again our actions. Like, right. what do we if if a there's a firefighter that comes on shift that knows that hey, I mean, we're gonna be training, we're gonna be working out, we're gonna be you know learning something, we're gonna go out do some like if your crew and you're like if you operate like that, that's the way they're gonna learn. But if they go to a disgruntled captain or a disgruntled engineer, they're gonna learn, and that poison just seeps through to the to the younger generation, and that's what frustrates me, is that like you have a disgruntled higher ranks, and like I said earlier, more is caught than taught. If they think it's normal to sit in the recliner and watch TV all day, that's what they think this job is, and and that that fires me up. That gets me going, and and I'm like, that's not what this is supposed to be about. This is not what this job is. Like, like you hear you hear a lot of people love this term is like for them. Like it's for them. It's for them, but it can't be for them. If it's not for you first, like you got to take care of you. You got to do the work. You got to be ready. It can't be for them. If you ain't taking care of you, if you're not training, if you're not going for it, it can't be for them <laughs> because if you're not taking care of you, then it, it ain't for them. No, no I like that. I, I like the way you put that a lot. Um, now with you being so young in years coming in, did you always have this mindset? Like, like how, 
But what, what I'm trying to get at, because because I'm sure there are there are lots of other individuals like you that that are coming into the service. So, did you always surround yourself with? You know, you, you mentioned people like Marcos, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably listen to other podcasts, positive podcasts, and things of that nature. So, how did how did you find that? You honestly have to like curate it yourself, like cultivate it and like surround yourself with those kind of guys um, or or girls. Um, it it just kind of happens naturally. Like I've been trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents since since day one. Like I had a single mom and I had to just like I had this grind mentality and like to make it happen. I'm going to have to do the work like you don't not, you don't get results without putting in the work. And and that's just like it's just embedded in in my genetics to if I want something I'm gonna do whatever it is to get it like I'm willing to put in the work and understand that you can't have what you want if you're not willing to put in the work um, I'm the first person in my uh, family to graduate college uh, I'm my first person in my family to own a business I'm my first person in my family to to be a, like a first responder as well but it's just like it just it's just in you like you you just grind like you gotta if you want something you have to work like that's i remember hearing my mom saying that to me in fourth grade like if you want the you know cd you want if you want that dmx track you better go do something to earn that cd <laughs> you know? like it, it, it just was like always embedded in me and and that's from my mom like she's a she's a superhero man like if michael jordan and tom brady had a baby it would be my mother because she's like <laughs> He's the definition of grind. And and and, and I saw that like uh-huh. it, it comes from her. Like I'll, I'm the biggest mama's boy. So but like I had to work because mom was working like right. and that. And that just learned. And, and, and over time, you just you learn how to channel that and you learn how to like make a vision for yourself and you start to make goals. And you got to get like you got to have that. You got to always be having a goal for something. You got to be striving forward and pushing forward. And maybe we can do this and maybe we can do that. And then guess what? You got to be willing to put in the work for that next goal. My wife loves it and my wife hates it. <laughs> She's okay. like, you're not pushing and pressing and, and going forward. But like, sometimes you need to realize like you've come a long way as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. gratitude and moments of pause to say, Hey, we've, we've come a long way since, you know, that first DMX CD. Okay. Okay. Um, now this is a, a question for the, for, for your future self, but where do you see yourself down the line within your department rank wise? Like mm-hmm. I, I know you you're having a jam up time as, as a firefighter and, and trust me, I know because it took me 15 years to promote to the next, to, to the next step. So where, where do you see yourself at? Honestly, I love being a firefighter. You know that it's the best job. But within time, I want obviously to be able to bump up to engineer. Uh, I'm not super passionate of it about that job, but I know that in our department you have to be an engineer before you can be a captain. Um, so we have to kind of pass through the ranks. But I have, like I said, I have this obsession with being great at my job. Like I want to be a great firefighter before I'm a I'm an engineer. Like I want to. You know, I just I love doing this job and I want to be great at it. If I'm doing something, I'm going to be willing to be great at it and not I don't feel like I'm there yet. So mm-hmm. do I, if I ever feel like I will be there? Probably not. But I feel like there's like I said, there's always stuff to learn. So with it within that in- 
engineer spot. There's more to learn about the fire service. There's more to learn about, you know, apparatus and pumping and giving water. Like there's, there's stuff that interests me because I don't know anything about it. I don't know about how that role in the, in the team plays a big, obviously it's the most important. You got to get water on the fire. Right. And that kind of interests me. And I know when I'm ready to start learning that I'll take the same mentality to that job. I, I trust myself that I'm going to want to be the best engineer that I can when I'm ready to take that step. Uh, and I know that eventually I'll be wanting to learn stuff about being a captain. And when that happens, I'll, I'm going to be able to put in the work for that. So eventually, but I love being a firefighter right now. Um, eventually plans to promote, of course, but I'm, I'm loving it right now. Okay. I mean, for fair enough, it's just a question I wanted to know. Um, um, what advice would you give to an individual who has that same, because unfortunately this happens in a lot of organizations and probably to a lot of different people entering the fire service. They have that go-getter charge. They're all in, they're a hundred percent dialed in. They want to make themselves better. And unfortunately, sometimes they get put with a not so motivated crew with a not so motivated officer or lieutenant and their their flame gets dimmer and dimmer until unfortunately sometimes it goes out what would you say to a person coming into this coming into this game and unfortunately their first assignment is not who they need to be with mm -hmm. and and this happens and and oh, i have definitely I, definitely happens. I, I have buddies that are in this situation and the way I've, I'm blessed, man, 30, 30, a injured three thirty. We're a water rescue team. So we're super, we're always training. Like we're, we're always talking about, you know, either comes fire attack or water rescue or things like that. Like we get guys that are, are ready to train and ready to go, but sometimes that's going to happen. And eventually in my career, it's going to happen as well. Um, but like I, with, like I said, self-leadership, like I, it comes back to dictating yourself. So, I mean, it's hard to not have that effect from, from leadership on you, but if you know your why, if you know your vision, if you know what kind of firefighter you want to be, you can still do the work. You can still go and train. It's not going to be the most optimal, but you're going to, you can still throw that ladder. You can still pull that line. You can still work out. You can still prepare for that moment when, when you can put in a transfer or go somewhere else, or you can go through education and start getting your, your rescue certs or your water ops certs or your hazmat. So preparing yourself and educating yourself can give you an out when the opportunity comes. Like you're preparing for that opportunity. You're doing the work. So when, when there's another opportunity that, that comes that you can maybe make a movement you can maybe go somewhere else on paper, you've got the, the credentials now and you know that you can do the work so not being in an ideal situation just takes a lot of discipline it takes mm -hmm. a lot of like doing the work when no one's watching and, and when you don't feel like you have the support um also creating a like a group text with your buddies like you know like i'm i, I have group text with three or four firefighters and we're always like hey i did this workout today like i'll shoot it to you and like maybe you do it or hey we did some ladder training today here's what we did like because if i'm ever in a moment where I like, man, I'll be honest, there's moments where you don't feel like training. You don't feel like going like it just days happen, but you get that text from your buddy and he's saying like, Hey dude, we just did this workout or Hey, we just did some ladder training or we just pulled some lines. Like in me, I'm like, Oh snap, dude, people are out there getting better. I got to do it too. 
like I gotta move. I gotta I gotta make things happen because if someone's out there working, I want to be working with them. And in creating that environment, even that through social media, like I follow all the all the firefighter people that I look up to and who I want to be like. And I mean, yeah, like Fit to Five Fire, you have Sparrow, you have Marcos, you have Logan Broberg, like a ton of the guys you've had on here, honestly, like they probably don't know who I am, but they need to know that people are watching them too. Like they need to know that we're looking up to them. Like they're, they're making a path that for younger guys that are looking forward to getting after it, like you guys play a huge role for us. Like we're watching you. So I hope they know that, that they know the impact that they're having on us and, and they're, they're making a path. And, and I feel like we're making momentum. I feel like those guys like that really love to get it. Maybe it's just like an echo chamber, like a bunch of guys all like <laughs> you fall off all of the same guys. So, but yeah, man, you just, you got to create moments for inspiration and mo- moments for, for, you know, motivation and discipline and things like that. Like create the environment you want to be in. That's with the, with the homies. That's awesome. That's going on social media and seeing what hard knocks is doing. Good luck, because you better bring a lunch. That dude's a monster. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like it sucks, but get through it with work and and discipline. No, I, I mean it's 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 truly like it's truly awesome to see individuals like you coming in this young with that with that mindset. Because I mean, you know, it, it's hard, man. Like it's, I I've been in that situation where you, you've been assigned that that crew or you have an individual within the crew that's just not it and it's like bro this is not what i signed up to do or to be around so yeah you it's like you said it takes nothing to go out there and and that's the thing like even if even if you're on a crew that doesn't want to train i mean if your station has um a rack of hose man it's easy to just make a hundred foot bundle practice stretching on your own it takes nothing to take a ladder off the truck. I mean, just be sure you can put it back on if you get a call. But, <laughs> but to, to take a ladder off the truck, man, throw it. Um, it definitely takes nothing to take your gear off, put it on, do mask up drills. I mean, it's just the little minute things. It doesn't have to be an extravagant training mm-hmm. drill for you to get your sets and reps in. So, you know, if you if you are listening and you unfortunately have an officer who's like, yeah, we're not doing this they shouldn't be able to take away doing those little small, minute tasks because you're not really hindering the response of the apparatus. Um, Mm. So uh, I I just, I I personally like your, your mindset and, and, and how, and how you, on how you view things and that smile you have is very contagious. I know the viewers can't see it, but like (laughs) you have that look like you enjoy your job. And I, I, I pray, man, like, I seriously hope that you never get that passion uh, dwindled out of you by a bad crew or a bad experience, you know, cause it, we, we all go through seasons of life where we love the fire service, but we might not love it as much at the time, you know, different things happen in life. So I, I just want to say, man, I, I truly appreciate the, the way, the way you have that aura Uh, towards the fire service about you man well i think another thing that i'd like to talk about is having good mentors as well like i have three or four guys upper level in leadership within different departments that i can call up and and just talk talk to like not only get firefighting advice and and knowledge or i can get just life advice like so like give yourself some good mentors to go to like trust them 
guys that are into the job at a higher you know rank than you or guys that you look up to that are within an organization a little bit further than you are i've got people like michael robinson who you should definitely have on here jeremy Enman. like there's some like i've got guys within my department that i know that want to help me that i know that want to make me a better firefighter so have good mentors as well and and it doesn't even have to be another firefighter it can be a guy that you know that runs a nine to five business or just mm-hmm. someone that up to that that can set you straight or like give you good advice. Like good mentors are important. No, I, I agree. I agree. And you can have, there are great leaders out there that don't ride a fire truck. Mm. Like, uh, you know, a leader that you don't have to be a fire officer to be a leader or need to be in this profession at all. You know, people have leaders that, that, you know, run corporate businesses, work nine to five jobs, uh, military, you know, things that football, I mean, coaches can be, anybody can be a leader. Anybody that's trying to do positive things for people and give you sound advice, those are leaders. So I don't want people to think it has to be, uh, you know, someone that's within a fire department because they're definitely more out there than that. My pastor always used to say, look for a guy with gray hair. He can give you great advice. (laughs) (laughs) Those are always wise guys. Okay, and I like I like that one. I like that <laughs> one. Um, so I don't I don't really know if it's well known. I only know it because uh, the individual that contacted me about you, and I'm going to give him a shout out, Colin Cotter. If I'm saying that right, hopefully, um, he was he was like, "Hey, I got this guy. His name's Riley. You need to have him on there. All this good jazz." So from what I understand, though, are you training for a smoke diver? I am always training to be a, a Georgia smoke diver, man. Like okay. that's the goal. That's the goal. Uh, I've applied. I did not get in this cycle. Okay. Um, but ultimately, that's the goal. Like that's that's the standard. Like that's what you're going for. Like those guys. Like I. That's my mindset. Like those guys. Like those are the guys I want to be like. Those are the guys I want to be in the same room of. Like just that culture and that kind of mentality. I. I I want it. I, I, I can, I can see it. I can see it. Like, you're like, you're like, um, so I'm assuming the the next coming process, you're going to put in for it, do, do all that. And hopefully, hopefully get ready. I got the no. I said, there's 364 days to the next time I hear a yes. So like the training starts now, like the training started before then, like the training, like, and now I just have a goal and you know, I am about those. Like I'm going to do the, I'm going to find it. I'm going to best prepare myself and, and we'll hope for the best. Okay. Okay. No. Um. All right. All right. No. I, I mean, because you mentioned it, and I'm like, oh, well, looking at looking at your workouts and everything, I'm like, yeah, he could definitely. I, I can see you doing it 100. Well, for for me, it's it's a lot of the like the physical fitness is going to be something you you can prepare for. You can like, but it's going to be just a, a mental super test. But I took this opportunity is not getting in this this time to get better as a firefighter there, there's a lot of firefighter skills within that process that like i got to dedicate myself to get better to like there's things in that class that you have to be physically fit mentally fit like firefighter like knowledge and experience fit so like i'm always training for that like experience is the best teacher but being prepared and just just doing the job also will help with that but I'm just chomping at the bit ready for it. Like I want it. Awesome. Awesome. And like I said, and I, I wish you the best. I'm sure, I'm sure your number will get called at some point for you to, to actually go there and, and to, to, uh, 
to be able to perform. And hopefully, you know, at the end, you're, you're, uh, you can make it to where you're coming out with, I don't know, whatever they usually, I think it's like a, some sort of bolt and screw type thing, you know, that, that, you know, your number can get called and, and that you can successfully complete that. So I'm wishing the best for you on that. Um, let's do it. Like I'm, 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 <laughs> um, I forgot to ask earlier, what is, so do you enjoy engine work or do you like truck work? I mean, I, I know you're still fairly young. So like, what's your, what, what what's your passion? Like, what do you like to do? I love an engine. I'm an engine guy. I think engine works the Lord's work. Um, but, but there's a lot of things about truck life that interest me. Like there's a lot of things about like, Hey man, like I'd love to be there first on scene and do a search. Like I want, I'm the sled dog. You got to let me like do the sled dog work. Like, let me, okay. let me, um, I love throwing ladders. Obviously got a lot better than that last July. Um, I'm not the most like cool guy. So like cutting roofs and things like that, like that's not really my passion, but there's a couple things that like with the right, with the right angle, I could be, you know, persuaded over to the truck life. Um, but what, like I said, my engine's pretty cool because we're the water rescue station and we get to do a lot of type rescue stuff. So okay. getting in the river and, you know, like three to ones and like rope work and stuff like that. So we get a little bit of that kind of a uh, mm -hmm. rope tech work uh, with the water stuff. But yeah, I love, I mean, the engine work is, is the Lord's work and, and I won't hear anything else. I don't know. I mean, fair enough. Like I said, Hey, uh, don't tell JJ that don't tell JJ that. <laughs> Oh, Jason, Jason's getting a lot of slack. Hey, I saw here recently, um, he bought himself a, a beauty of a, a, yeah. a, a, a yeah. Mac. He's whipping Miss Daisy around the neighborhood. <laughs> that And that this man is like what I love. And he, he's another guy I put in that kind of like mentor or knowledge based type thing is that he's obsessed. I love it. He is obsessed. I recently took his force entry class. Okay. And I mean, the man is just a savant. Like he is just like, he knows it. He loves it. And his partner that he did the class with was a man that works with steel, like a, a guy that makes like makes steel and makes props and things like that. He works with metal and to have JJ who's so dialed in with the, like the physics and the mechanical advantage. And then you have his partner who was super into the steel and how how the tools are made and the, and the it just like to see those guys together in the same room wasn't necessarily my passion about the numbers and the and the steel but dudes that just love the job you love to see it like you mm -hmm. love, I love people that are obsessed with what they do and, and those guys are are very knowledgeable and obsessed no i mean sh shout out to jj and soda city training um <laughs> he's he's definitely doing some he's doing some good work and he's like one of those i don't know i don't want to call him like rain man but like the way yeah, no, he, no, that's the right term. The way he just like you know he'll he'll know his scrubbing angles and and like you said <laughs> different points of forcible entry and how to it's just it's it's always great to have guys like that around you in your circle and you definitely have that. So I, I love how if you ever get into that point where you know you're in a rut or or you're just not surrounded by those good people, those are the individuals you can you can definitely talk to. What I love about meeting people like that is that you connect with them, you get their phone number. And if I have a question about force, I, I'm going to call JJ. Or if I have a question about steel, I'm, I call like you build your Rolodex of like people you meet through the fire service and they love this certain thing. You can call them and be like, Hey man, like what, what's up with this? And, and they can point you in the right direction. So just, yeah, having good people connect. Like 
I don't know what's weird. Like maybe I'm just like super extroverted. If I go to a class or if I go to a room where I don't know people, like I'm old school, man. I'm shaking your hand. I'm like, hey, man, how are you? Like I need to know who's in my house or like who's in the room. Like connection, I think, is a is a really weird thing that's happening in our society now. Is like sometimes we don't know how to uh, talk well, to people. I think I think that's one of the downfalls of what's going on right now. Uh, cell phones, man, like everybody's just glued to it. You can go to a restaurant and instead of seeing like people actually talking to each other, like they're either on their phones or one person's on their phone. And it kind of translates into the firehouse, too. You know, we have individuals that that kind of do that. And yeah, nobody wants to go around and have conversations and talk like we used to. Well, this is the beauty of what you're doing, man. Like, thank you for doing this. Like, this is. This is what we need. We need more this, less that. So True. We, we, love, we love the podcast. Like firefighters love the podcast. I, I definitely appreciate it. hundred yeah. percent. Like I said, I, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate Colin for, for putting me onto you and you accepting the invitation to come talk uh, before we step out. Is, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want to let others know? Yeah. That you might um, not have hit on. Yeah. I wrote something down that I think is important. And we kind of talked about, being burnt out in times. And we talked about maybe not having the biggest passion for the job. Um, something that I've had to figure out, especially with different loves and things that I've had is like a work-life balance. Like you got to figure out like other things that fill your cup while you're going this, while you're doing this fire, fire journey. Like you got to have other passions. I love guys that love the job, but we got to have other things. We, we, you got to have that balance where we're going to get burned out. Um, and it doesn't have to be working out. It doesn't have to be doing anything, but it should be healthy. It should be constructive. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, find a skill that you're not good at. It could be archery. It could be, you know, reading books. I don't know. But like to, to be the best servant leader that we can be, we have to be able to show up for that thing. Like, and if you're burnt out and you're not showing up well for the thing that requires you as a firefighter to show up for uh for for them there we go uh you have to be not only physical but mentally there as well so having other passions having other hobbies like obviously i love working out i've been doing jujitsu for the last two years and i'm not good at all i'm not good at jujitsu <laughs> it, it folded up with with me still in my clothes like it's a it's a thing that i'm not good at but it kind of it lets my brain take an exhale like find that thing that you you can exhale with, like because balancing that and and I also my beautiful wife she does a great job of this is and she she's awesome like she's my exhale like as that as cool and cliche as that sounds like create a system that you can exhale from the job because there is a lot of stuff that you see man that that is awful like mm -hmm. you situations that's awful you you have to deal with like see things that aren't great for humans long-term. So creating a system, if that's not like a homie you can reach out to or a, 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 another hobby or things like that, create that thing for you that you can exhale because I loved, I loved CrossFit. I loved coaching. I loved this thing so much that I wanted to hold it and clutch it and possess it so much that I got burned out on it. And then at points I didn't want to do it anymore. And it wasn't like till I had to, do something else to realize the love that I had for the other thing. And I'm just super hyper aware of that with my firefighting career because I love it. And I want to be the best and work hard and do the gear workouts and go to every class. And, but, but now I'm wise enough to, 
to know that I got to exhale. I got to have other things that I'm working towards or passionate about that have nothing to do with the fire service, but be mindful of that now, like find Mm -hmm. your thing, find your system, find your person that allows you to have that work-life balance because we can't be unbalanced. I like, I like the way you put that. I mean, I, there, there's nothing else I could say about that. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's No, it's one of those things. That it's true. You know, the fire service is a wonderful thing. It, it's great that we have individuals like you and others out there that love the job so much. But we all know we're only on borrowed time when it comes to this profession. And when, when our number's called and we bow out and we leave, hopefully there's more to life than the fire service, like, you know, hopefully, you know, you could, you have things you could do with your spouse or significant other. You can go around the world, like definitely find other things that you have another passion for, you know, if not the same amount of passion for the fire service, it, you know, in, in whatever else it is. So I like, I like the uh, advice. I love the fact that you're, so new in, but you have that mentality of like a 15, 20 year vet. So <laughs> like, keep going, man. It's, it's, it's what we need. It's what the future, uh, future, uh, men and women coming into the service need. And, um, I just want to say thank you for coming on, man, and talking. Well, I've had, I'll give the credit to the people that like my, the people I look up to and my mentors, like I feel a responsibility to now, to now give back, to now relay that to the next thing. And, and I'm only, I'm only why I am because I've had good people around me. Like I didn't, I didn't make up any of this shit. That's what I say a lot is like, I didn't Mm -hmm. make this up. This Mm -hmm. isn't my ethos or I didn't write this down. Like you're the accumulation of your circle. So like I've been able to create a great circle and I have great people around me who love me, who, who want to pour into me and educate me. So I'm only this because of them. Awesome, man. Oh, Riley, like I said, I appreciate you coming on and talking shop, man. Sure. I mean, because it's been really good advice to not just to you, not just the new members, but any any of any of the old heads, any of the seasoned vets <laughs> that we got, man. So thank you very much. Yes, sir, Danny, man. It's been great. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.